Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, You can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now. Hello, America, and happy Saturday. What a great show we got for you. I always love talking to members of Congress who are on the front lines of the most important issues. And today, we've got two of them. Senator Ron Johnson from the great state of Wisconsin, former chairman of the Senate Homeland Security Committee, ranking member on its PSI subcommittee, which is the most important investigative subcommittee in the Senate. Ron Johnson's going to kick off the show for us. And then, just back from a very serious injury. Congressman Greg Stubbe of Florida, who fell 30 feet just a few short weeks ago, suffered some very serious injuries. Well, they didn't keep him down for long. He's out of the hospital. He's working from home. And in a week or two, he's going to be back in Washington. Well, he may be recuperating, but he's been very busy, including helping to advance a very important piece of legislation to protect women in sports. Greg Stubbe's going to bring up today on that and his thoughts on the China virus and all the revelations that came out this week in the hearings. And then... Dave Bossy from Citizens United, he helped us get a hold of some very important documents that we broke a story on earlier this week. New revelations in the Russia collusion caper. Yep, believe it or not, seven years later, we still don't know everything we need to know. We've got some new ones involving Loretta Lynch. That will be up as well. Dave Bossy will join us in the third segment of the show. So Ron Johnson, followed by Greg Stubbe, followed by Dave Bossy. That's a great lineup. So let's get right to it first, though. Let's take a quick break and hear from our great Sponsors, advertisers, and partners, and then we'll be right back with Senator Ron Johnson. Folks, Field of Greens is the healthiest thing I do every day, and I want you on this journey with me. Why? It's literally one scoop a day. It tastes great. I love the fruit flavors particularly, and it's completely improved my life and my health. This is nutrition the way nature intended. When I began taking a hard look at why I wasn't feeling good and why I felt unhealthy, why I was gaining weight, why I was losing energy, it wasn't just because I had hit my 50s. No, it was because I wasn't getting the right amount of fruit and vegetables in my diet. And listen, I'm just too busy to go to the store, clean up the vegetables, cook uh, uh, vegetable dinners and make sure I hit the fruit. A field of greens stepped in. One scoop of powder in my drink or on my eggs in the morning and boom, I was off and feeling better. And suddenly, I was losing weight. I was sleeping better. My metabolism went up. My blood sugar went down. My cholesterol went down. And my weight went down. And my doctor said, hey, whatever you're doing, keep it doing. You know what that is? 
It's Field of Greens. That's what I've been doing. Field of Greens is radically different. Each organic fruit and vegetable was medically chosen to support heart and vital organ health. I trust Field of Greens to keep me healthy. I promise you, you're going to love this product. But if for any reason you don't, they'll give you 100% money back guarantee. Now, you're going to get 15% off your first order plus free rush shipping because of the incredible partnership we have here at Just the News with Brick house nutrition and of course field of greens all you got to do to take advantage of this offer visit fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code just news that's promo code just news at fieldofgreens.com don't wait go to fieldofgreens.com today use the promo code just news for 15 percent off hey folks it's john solomon here today i want to shine a light on amac an organization who's dedicated to america's seniors but is vital for conservatives of all ages amac stands out by not only advocating for senior issues, but also by pushing for conservative values that affect us all. By joining, you're not just supporting our senior citizens, you're part of a movement defending the freedoms that made this country great and to ensure that we secure our nation's future. Plus, membership brings you exclusive benefits like discounts on travel, dining, and entertainment, and of course, special insurance rates, one of the things I like. Regardless of your age, if you're driven to preserve freedom, AMAC welcomes you. This is about uniting youthful vigor with the wisdom of experience and our quest to keep this country great. Sign up now for amac.us slash justnews. And for a limited time, you get a free gift membership for someone else who shares your love for our great nation. Don't miss out on this chance to make a difference from AMAC. Join today at amac.us slash justnews. That's amac.us slash justnews. And extend the invitation to a friend or family member for free. What a great opportunity. Welcome back, everybody. Just the other day, as I'm sure you all have seen, video footage from within the Capitol on January 6th was displayed by a prominent Fox News host, and it captured the attention of millions of Americans. In fact, the host was ridiculed by leftist media for showing the footage, and our Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer even complained about it on the Senate floor the very next morning. That's when you know they're scared. But our next guest was the first senator to write letters to then-acting U.S. Capitol Police Chief Yolanda Pittman, inquiring about some Capitol doors that were left ajar for January 6th rioters to just breeze right through. As we know now, Pittman has gone on to become UC Berkeley's police chief, which just happens to be about 15 minutes away from former House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's congressional district. Here to discuss those letters and what he has learned since uh, they were sent just after January 6th of 2021 is Wisconsin Senator Ron Johnson, a member of the Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee. Sir, we love having you on. Thank you so much for being here. Well, Mandy, hello, John. Hope you're doing well. We are delighted to have you. And I know that you you have been seeking transparency on this matter. These hours of that fateful day of January 6, 2021, you have been trying to get to the bottom of this since it basically happened. Talk to us about this letter exchange between you and the Capitol Police Chief and the response that you got from their general counsel. Well, if you remember, in the new Congress, I, I had been the chairman of the Homeland Security Governmental Affairs Commi- Committee for six years. And uh, I, I had no confidence, quite honestly, in the joint Senate uh, committee investigation between the Rules Committee and, and the, the new chairman of HISGAC, uh, that they were going to do a, a thorough investigation, and they didn't. They uncovered some information. They certainly uncovered the fact that uh, uh, we were warned. We, we knew that there could be violence, and we should have been far better prepared. Uh, but but I started writing oversight letters. I would say to the credit of the Capitol Police, they re- at least responded in part. Uh, they did allow my staff to go and view the video. Of course, we couldn't 
reveal anything. Uh, we couldn't show the video to the public. But um, my investigators, we, we did uncover the fact that uh, the West Terrace door was opened from the inside. Uh, that has not been explained yet exactly why that happened. But uh, more than 300 people entered that door you know, without any violence, you know, went into the Capitol. Uh, but, but again, I, I never uh, I've always challenged the description and it was always suspicion of how quickly everybody seized on not everybody. But, uh, you know, the powers of be seized on the description that there were thousands of armed armed insurrectionists. There weren't. You know, during our Senate hearings, I asked the FBI witness how many firearms were confiscated in armed insurrection. I didn't know the answer. Uh, her answer was zero. So, you know, the, both Republicans and Democrats seized on that uh, term. They've been calling this an insurrection ever, ever since. Uh, by the way, insurrection that allowed us to uh, go through the process uh, after a number of hours. That same day, we, we uh, counted those electors. Uh, in the end, uh, according to the Department of Justice, the, the damage to the building, I'm not downplaying this, is about $2.8 million. The, the other estimates were far higher than that. Um, you compare that to the summer riots of 2020 that uh, the, all the media downplays, calls those peaceful protests. Uh, no, 570 resulted in riots, 2,000 law enforcement officials injured, a couple dozen people dead, uh, one to $2 billion of property damage. But I guess I guess those were righteous riots. Uh, only January 6th right. counts as the worst thing that occurred uh, since uh, the Civil War or, or uh, 9-11. Mm -hmm. yeah, it is remarkable on that. The oddity of this, Senator, is that journalists are trained to advocate for transparency, right? We should want more information. We shouldn't be afraid of anything. And the second you started putting out information, and now Tucker Carlson a few days ago, the media's like, we don't want this information. It's irresponsible to put it out. Whatever happened to the media profession wanting facts? Well, let's face it, the radical left took over our university systems in the 60s. They control our, all of our colleges, but in particular colleges of journalism. And of education. So they've got it. They're educating a bunch of radical leftists. And that's what we have now in, in the bulk of news media. We have, we have people that uh, lean strongly to the left. They, they carry the Democrats water. Uh, they're, they're basically the communications department for for leftist causes, for the Democrat Party. So uh, unfortunately, we don't have enough news outlets like like yours that uh, just report the facts, you know, just the facts. Absolutely. Sure. Senator, I, I know that John and I want to pivot in a moment to um, some legislation regarding Biden and the WHO. But before we ask that, I, I read this letter from the general counsel of Capitol Police, uh, Tad DiBiase. Um, and the last line I'm intrigued by, because as you stated just a moment ago, you were allowed to view this footage. You couldn't take copies with you. And he said something to the effect of um, due to the misuse by Congress, we are not willing to provide copies of footage. What's he, what's he referring to there? Is there misuse? Well, apparently some of that video leaked out of a very small segment, not from my staff. We were very responsible. Again, the, the only you know, we revealed things through oversight letters where we asked the question, why was that West Terrace store open? Uh, but, you know, now, thank thankfully, thank, thankfully, Speaker McCarthy uh, allowed these videotapes to be uh, viewed by Tucker Carlson. They're doing a very sensitive job of editing. Uh, before they release anything, they're going to Capitol Police and saying, is there anything here that causes you security concerns? And so now we're seeing more of the story. 
Yeah, I would never claim that what uh, you know Tucker is showing is the whole story. I just certainly like the what January 6th and during the uh, impeachment. I mean, that was a highly biased story that, that was slickly edited by, by real professionals. OK, and so now you got Tucker just showing the other side of the story, part of the story. But there is still so much of the story that is not being told about January 6th. You know, we still don't have a good uh, an adequate explanation on people like Ray Epps, uh, you know, the the. FBI observers or informers that were in the crowd, you know, give us some information on that. Um, but again, we're, we're, we're many years down down the road here, and there's still so many questions that remain unanswered. Yeah, such a great point. So there's a lot of questions being asked about an agreement that the Biden administration is reportedly seeking with the World Health Organization, the same organization that gave us a lot of bad advice early on in the COVID uh, pandemic. Also, help trying to kind of keep investigators away from the lab where we now think the lab leaked. Uh, but you're very concerned that this deal will be made without uh, it being treated as a treaty, even though it's a world body. Tell us about the legislation you're working on to make sure that this gets the proper airing. Sure. Well, first of all, recognize what a miserable job we did responding to the pandemic. Uh, certainly the World Health Organization was captured by China. It's one of the reasons we still don't know the, the origin, because they cooperated with them in covering it up. So, so a, a World Health Organization that did such a miserable job should not be given greater responsibility. So my bill is pretty simple. It just says any agreement that the Biden administration enters into with the World Health Organization will be deemed a treaty and will need to come before the Senate to be ratified by two thirds of the body. Pretty simple. Uh, I've already got uh, all but three Republican senators uh, uh, co-sponsoring it. Uh, the, the other three, I, I just haven't had time to talk to them. I, I've got a feeling I have all of them. I'm talking to Democrats. Uh, this really ought to pass by 100 to zero. Congress, the Senate, has to reclaim its constitutional, constitutional uh, authority. And these agreements that presidents uh, do with international uh, bodies need to come for this, for, before the Senate for ratification. They'll end up being better agreements for America. Yeah, no doubt. Sir, we've got about a minute and a half left. I want to round off with a question about the economy. You are on the Finance and Budget Committee uh, committees, and our national debt clock shows $32.6 trillion. I know a lot of your Republican colleagues on Capitol Hill are looking to slice and dice uh, President Biden's budget, which is on the horizon. How can you do that? Well, first of all, I think we have to use the occasion of the increase in the debt ceiling which had to be increased because, you know, we, we spent all this money we don't have. Uh, use it as it was intended. Attach to it fiscal controls. I, I've laid out uh, four different uh, ideas in the Wall Street Journal the day after my election. Uh, the no default bill, also called full faith and credit, preventing government shutdown act, the RAINS Act, which would rein in uh, regulation to help our economy grow, which is still the number one component of a solution. I, I like this bill I introduced in 2012, reducing the size of the federal government through attrition act. You don't have to fire anybody, just quit hiring them. So again, there are a number of things we can attach to that will, which will set us up and uh, give us, uh, put us in a better position when we actually start doing a hopefully thoughtful appropriation process during regular order, which is what uh, Kevin McCarthy guaranteed they do in the House. So you've got to return a functioning process to Congress. Right now it's so grossly dysfunctional. But uh, you want, one of the reasons we have 7% inflation is because of our massive debt and deficit. This is just the right. beginning inklings of what a debt crisis is going to look like. That's and this right. is pretty painful already. All right, folks, I'm going to wear Greg Stubbe, congressman from Florida. Up next, he's recuperating from a very serious fall, but he's not 
laying down. He's got all sorts of work going on, including an important legislation to keep biological males out of women's sports in advance this week in Congress. He'll give us the update right after this. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, You can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS. They know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000 or visit tnusa.com slash just news. That's tnusa.com slash just news. Welcome back, everybody. There is no doubt that the drug cartels in Mexico have made our southern border their biggest economic driver, especially when it comes to their human trafficking and drug smuggling. Every city within our United States has become a border city. Uh, After all, the American people know it. Members of Congress know it. And the president has got to know it by now. But the White House has no plans to designate these criminal cartels as terrorist organizations. Listen to this recent exchange between a journalist and the White House press secretary, Corinne Jean-Pierre. Is the, would the president consider um, calling these cartels or um, naming them terrorist organizations as some Republicans are calling for? Yes, this is the um, the FTO, uh, the foreign terrorist organizations. Look, designating these cartels as FTOs would not grant us any additional uh, authorities that we don't really have at this time. And our next guest tonight is one of those members of Congress who is continuously fighting back against the Biden administration on this issue and many others. And he joins us now, Congressman Greg Stubbe from Free Florida. Welcome back, sir. It is great to see you. I know it's been quite the recovery uh, process for you, and we are so glad to see you back on our screen. Thanks. Yep. Uh, Looking forward to getting back in the fight and uh, should be back in Washington the next week. We're back up in D.C. 
You, know, you look like you're already in fighting shape. So I wanted to ask you with respect to those comments you just heard. She said that uh, granting cartels as foreign terrorist organizations would not grant them uh, any more authority. Is that true? And even if it is true, isn't isn't there a message that it sends to the American people with respect to the Biden administration and their seriousness about dealing with the border? Doesn't it send a message that at least they're serious about protecting our country? Yeah, her statement, of course, is not true, just like everything that they say out of the Biden White House, um, either it's misrepresentation or just outright lies. Uh, Of course, designating them as a terrorist organization would make a big difference as our government relates to them and deals with them and has the ability to engage them because they're involved in criminal conduct, uh, killing Americans. Uh, And they kill hundreds of thousands of Americans every single year. But the Biden administration doesn't seem to care about that through smuggling fentanyl across the border. And they care more about getting all of these illegals into our country than they do about the American people. And that's the message that this sends to the American people, that they care more about Mexican drug cartels than they do about the American people who watch over 100,000 Americans die every single year from fentanyl overdoses. Yeah, it is remarkable. And, uh, and uh, the polling shows that the Biden administration is clearly losing on this issue. I want to turn to another issue you have championed. Uh, big victory today. You have led the fight to make sure that biological males stay out of women's sports, women's bathrooms and women's locker rooms. Today, the Education Committee voted out your legislation. Looks like it's headed to the floor. I'd like to get your reaction. Big moment in Washington today. Yeah, it's great that um, we all recognize common sense. It's a sad day in America where you actually have to do a bill that says that biological men can't play against biological female uh, in women's sports. But uh, that's the 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 country we live in today. And uh, I'm glad to see, of course, on party lines, the bill passed through committee. My hope is the next week we're in D.C., which will be the week of the 22nd of March. That bill will be heard on the floor and then we'll send it to the Senate and see if any of the Senate Uh, The senators in the Senate have the courage to take on this issue, which the mass majority of Americans agree that biological men should not be competing with biological women in sports, in middle school, in high school and collegiate athletics. That's right. And and Congressman, you know, this issue has become such a major one for, I think, all Americans, even people who aren't parents. This parental rights issue of protecting their children, especially their daughters. We watched the first lady yesterday grant an award to a biological man should have gone to a woman. And we have guests on all the time. Yesterday, we had Tamara Fair on to talk about the issue of parental rights there in free Florida. I mean, that was ground zero for parental rights with Governor Ron DeSantis. How big of an issue? is this going to be heading into next year? Well, it's a huge issue because the majority of Americans, I think the numbers I've seen, 75, 80 percent of Americans don't think that biological men should be able to compete with biological women. And what's fascinating is in the 70s, Congress passed the bill for Title IX because women were clamoring to have their own sports so they didn't have to compete against men because obviously there are physical differences between men and women. So now the Democrats want to completely degrade all of the advances that women have made in all of their athletic programs over the years to allow biological men to compete. And you've seen story after story. I had a constituent who was beaten for uh, Olympic medal in uh, swimming. And you see story after story where there's a biological male who competes against a biological female in women's sports and is successful in taking scholarships away from women. And, And the other underlying point of this, too, is what parent wants their daughter in a locker room with a biological male? That's the underlying piece of all of this that, uh, 
pretty much goes across party lines. It's a pretty common sense thing, and it's a sad day where we actually have to pass a bill to say that we're not going to allow it to happen. Pretty remarkable in California. It's even extended to prison cells. It just has people scratching their heads. Um, sir, I've been talking to a lot of members of Congress, particularly on the Republican side, and I've uh, sensed a, shuttle, a subtle shift in concern. Uh, there's always been the concern that this was a lab leak. That's been really affirmed. And those of you like you who are early on that, you've turned out to be 100 percent right. There's a growing number beginning to say they feel that China had some intentionality in the spread of this virus. I want to get your take on that. I mean, I don't have any facts or evidence in, in front of me to show the intent. But if you look at all the substantial and, and um, circumstantial evidence here, the timing of the leak, the fact that they denied and denied that it even came from a lab, the fact that the mainstream media for years told people like me that no, it didn't come from the lab and, and no, it didn't come from China and you're xenophobic if you say it came from the Chinese Communist Party, all of these different things, um, it, it wouldn't surprise me at all if the Chinese, Communi Chinese Communist Party released this virus, uh, one, to see the impact it would have worldwide and the different nations' reactions to it, and two, they hated President Trump because of the tough-on-China policies that he had, uh, not just on the economy and trade, but other military policies that he had, and knew that a huge pandemic taking out uh, thousands and hundreds of thousands of Americans and millions of people worldwide would very much diminish his chances in re-election. And I have absolutely no doubt um, that, that if if I wouldn't be surprised if we see facts and evidence to show that that was exactly what happened. Wow. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Congressman, there are a number of disasters taking place in this country that are certainly unforced errors. They are controllable and avoidable. Uh, but one thing that's not is a force majeure. With respect to Hurricane Ian, you have uh, proposed tax relief for Floridians who have been affected by that hurricane. They still haven't recovered from this. Talk to us about that. Yeah, so we realize typically a this tax relief is in a, a, a supplemental appropriations bill for hurricane relief. And because Nancy Pelosi thought it was more important to send billions to Ukraine versus Floridians that were suffering after Hurricane Ian, a supplemental appropriations hasn't been passed. So I thought it was important that we're coming into tax season, people are doing their taxes. There is a huge burden on individuals who suffered losses as it relates to Hurricane Ian, and those expenses can be deducted by an act of Congress. Uh, it's been done before for hurricanes, Hurricane Katrina and other major hurricanes. No reason why we can't do it here. And I've been told that we're going to have a markup on this the week we're back in D.C. in the Ways and Means Committee, and we'll start moving that through the process. Senator Scott on the Senate side has filed some companion legislation over there, and uh, there's no reason why we can't give people relief who had expenses due to Hurricane Ian. Yeah, it's amazing how little uh, effort the administration has made to really help Florida out on this, particularly in the relief area. I want to pivot to one last question, uh, because I, I think as we look at it, um, we keep hearing from the Fed chairman. We got more inflation on the way. It's way worse than Joe Biden says. We heard from the CBO that the debt is going to be a crushing national security issue soon. And we're soon about to eclipse our Pentagon spending with just debt interest payments. And yet today... Joe Biden puts out a whopping $6.8 trillion budget, throwing more money on the, on the fire of inflation. Uh, what message does this send to Congress about the president's willingness to find a reasonable solution? 
Well, Democrats just can't help themselves but just spend money that we don't have. When I first got elected to Congress almost, well, now five years ago, our deficit was $21 trillion. Now it's $31 trillion, just in four or four and a half years. I mean, think of that uh, spending that has happened with Democrats in control. So I can guarantee you that's not going to happen from a Republican-controlled House. Uh, he's trying to set the marker that he's not going to agree upon any cuts. He's not going to agree upon right. going after deficit spending, and that's absolutely what we're going to do. And we're going to hold the line because the majority of the American people see that we have a spending problem and want us to do what we need to do to ensure that Social Security and Medicare stays uh, uh, substantive for the rest of that lifetime right. of those programs. All right, folks, don't go anywhere before we're done for the day. We've got Dave Bossy from Citizens United, former advisor to President Trump, one of the most relentless pursuers of Freedom of Information Act information. He got a new document dumped this week that formed the basis of a very important investigative story on Russia collusion. It involves Loretta Lynch, the FBI, James Comey. You're going to want to hear it because it has a lot of implications. We'll have that right after the commercial break. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Welcome back, America. At the top of the show, we mentioned these brand new documents that Citizens United was able to get. Yes, four years late, heavily redacted, but we learned something very valuable, something Citizens United does so well in its FOIA battles. We learned that the Justice Department had the option and even the idea to get rid of the Russia collusion bogus investigation with just a defensive briefing of the president. But instead, they turned it into the fiasco that we all now know, the Christopher Steele investigation, Comey, McCabe, et cetera, et cetera. Joining us right now, the head of the group that got these documents finally available to the American public. He's our good friend, Dave Bossy, president of Citizens United, and he joins us right now. Dave, great to have you back on the show. Oh, thanks for having me back, John. I really appreciate it. There's so many things remarkable about these documents. First, all the black ink that blacks out almost all of the information in them. But then this little nugget of news that if, if the FBI had simply done the right thing, just gave President Trump a defensive briefing back in the 2016, didn't do the Christopher Steele stuff, didn't do the FISA awards, how different history might have been. You're exactly right, John. They hated President Trump more than they loved our country. That is, at the end of the day, what this is about. This is this is the Obama administration, the, the Clinton cabal, uh, and an and out-of-control Justice Department uh, wanting to destroy Donald Trump rather than treat him in the way that he deserved to be treated. Dave, so so much of this seems shrouded in mystery. First of all, the timeline, the fact that it has taken over three years for any of these documents to be produced. These are transcripts of conversations with also people like Nellie Orr. 
so much of this is black. We have this up on the screen. So much of it is redacted. What's behind? I mean, there, there are a lot of yes and okays and uh-huhs in there. But other than what John was talking about, that little nugget, um, there, there's got to be so much behind those black lines on those pages. What is it that they are trying so desperately to hide? Well, I'm going to tell you right now, I, I, no one knows the answer to that yet. Uh, I think that all of this is going to come out at some point in the future. Look, you know, we, we see that um, the Horowitz report, you know, is 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 over. The, the Durham report, the Durham investigation is about over. This has been going on now so long that people watching forget even the basics of what this case was about, including myself. This has been going on so long. It's laughable. Okay, and it's part of how DOJ, it is part of how the deep state, quite honestly, does business with the American people. It is it is eating ice cream with a knitting needle. Okay, that's what this is. This is getting information that is so blacked out, it makes no sense to anyone. Now, the good news is we do have people that are getting access to this information who will be looking at it with an eye towards what is what is there and what isn't there and what it means as they glean it uh, uh you know from a much bigger picture bigger scope and i think that we will over time days weeks from now uh, get an under, a little better understanding of it because there's people out there uh that were in the trump administration uh and 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 our allies out there who are going to be able to see this information now when you guys break it uh, that are going to maybe be able to connect some dots. Yeah, so important. That's a great analogy. Eating ice cream with a knitting needle. Now, that's hard to do. Um, <laughs> I, I want to turn to uh, something here. You, you have a status conference coming up. This case has been dragging out a long time. Citizens United is always determined to get more than what the Justice Department initially offers. Will you appeal or challenge some of these redactions? You know, my legal team right now, that's that's in mid-April, uh, is the next status conference right. for this uh, this current uh, piece of litigation. Uh, and, and our legal team is going through our options right now. Clearly, uh, the simple answer is yes, uh, but I give I, I need to give them the time to go through sure. this material and determine, you know, it, it, because it's obviously an expensive endeavor. Uh, and that's part of what <laughs> it's part of what the deep state does is they drain your resources uh, because this is a this is a ludicrous uh, uh, 460 some odd pages of complete redactions. They could have done this two years ago, three years ago. That's they right. did it on purpose this way. And they try to drag it out so that the American people don't get the full picture. They don't get the full picture in short order. And. Uh, they bore you to death. That's really what they try to do. And that's a, that's a tactic that the American people, I think, have, have caught on to. Yeah, you're right, Dave. Yeah. I and there's a central theme here. I mean, the dragging out and the dragging out and the dragging out. We were talking to Congressman Comer last week at CPAC about, uh, you know, the request that he's made to the Department of Treasury regarding the suspicious activity reports of Hunter Biden. They just want to try to push it back and push it back until you either grow bored of it or the administration clock runs out. Um, but there's another theme here. Under the Obama administration, I think the American people felt like the weight of the government was upon them and there was no transparency. We are seeing that again with the Biden administration, it seems to be their MO to cover up everything uh, or, or everything that could potentially be damaging to them. And the American people have a lot of questions. Um, how can the Biden administration fix this transparency issue? 
<laughs> they never will. Uh, they don't want the American people to know. You could see it through their Justice Department, uh, through their White House. Uh, this entire administration is is uh, secretive, elitist, uh, and they they believe they know what's best for the American people. Uh, and 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 I got to just tell you, the only answer is going to be an aggressive Congress, not a Congress. To be honest with you, not a Congress. Uh, that is going to do document requests, John, and and wait and have yeah. hand wringing sessions when they don't get the documents. This has got to be an aggressive post January 6th investigative uh, set of rules. The January 6th committee changed the rules and precedent of Congress. They abused their power. Uh, and what th- what Congress needs to do now. Uh, is fight fire with fire, and we must issue subpoenas and be very aggressive. Depositions and subpoenas, and 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 then what I call the the Bannon Navarro doctrine is that there has to be criminal referrals on contempt of Congress. That's the only way that the Biden administration is going to come uh, to the table and deal with you, even. Just remotely, honestly. So it's it's a it's a very very important thing that Congress be very aggressive, not sit back. Because to your point, it is we are now playing beat the clock. The Democrats are playing beat the clock. The White House is playing beat the clock. They know that they can run this out, and they're gonna they're gonna continue to try to. So we must have subpoenas now. All right, folks, thanks for joining us on a Saturday, spending important time on your weekend with us. We're so grateful. A big thank you to Ron Johnson, to Greg Stubbe, to Dave Bossy, all who spent time with Amanda and I on the TV show. We're glad to adapt their interviews to this podcast and give you some real food for thought. A lot of interesting conversation, a lot of interesting chatter. I do think that Senator Johnson's observation that there's more video footage coming and it's going to be making some big news that we'll get that in the next few weeks. And I think the perception of what happened on January 6th will change. Listen, there are people who did bad things on January 6th, and there are people who may have been led into the Capitol by police or by inaction who are getting charged with crimes that may not be commensurate with what really happened that day. We're definitely getting a different look at it. And I think Senator Johnson's words are a good warning that history is not fully written yet on that tragic day. All right, folks, we'll be back tomorrow with another great show, some great congressmen, some great members of the political establishment, and one of the rising stars of the Republican Party, Mark Robinson. We spent some time with him at CPAC. You're going to want to hear that interview. He has a lot to say about the state of America and his run to be the next governor of North Carolina, knocking out a Democrat-held seat. He wants to turn North Carolina State House Red, where it has been in the hands of Democrat Roy Cooper for the last eight years. All right, folks, we'll see you then. Until then, God bless you and have a great night. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So you can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. 
All you got to do to get started, text JUST NEWS to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends, who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text JUST NEWS to 989898 right now.